This is a Wild Gate Production Podcast. Welcome to the D&D World. Meet you by the art room door In a circle on the hallway floor I made up a new map last night It's got a dragon and a wizard fight Are we Why on? do birds? <laughs> <laughs> Is this thing on? <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to Save or Die, Side Adventure 18. And uh, this side adventure, we're going to talk about our experiences at GaryCon. I am DM Carl, and with me is... Courtney. I'm sorry if I sound a little worse than usual. I uh, do appear to have caught con crud, um, but I am recovering. So it all started off with a very long drive from people know where we live yeah okay it started off with a very long (laughs) drive from central arkansas straight north to wisconsin well i haven't said central arkansas that's too much details (laughs) (laughs) just kidding (laughs) so on the way we picked up uh my sister, Sarah Brown, who hosts the YouTube channel You're No Hero, which is about uh, Dungeon Crawl Classics. Uh, she was the impetus for us going to GaryCon. We weren't planning on going, but she uh, had planned on going and at the last minute asked if anybody else wanted to go and uh, uh, share some of the costs. And uh, we decided to go ahead and do it. And so uh, we met up with her, picked her up, and uh, kept on driving north, 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 north for hours and hours until we made it to Wisconsin. So we got there Wednesday night and we were able to go get checked in at uh, the convention hotel, get our bags, badges, all of our stuff that we might need, tickets for games. And then we were able to just hang out and meet people and start getting to know some new friends and visiting some old friends. And so our first game was on Thursday morning with Paul Stormberg. Paul Stormberg runs really cool uh, Dungeons and Dragons historical artifacts as games at conventions. And we played with him before at North Texas where he ran a um, old uh, OD&D module that was run at conventions. And he did the same thing here with a different module. It was a Dark Druids module. That was um, originally run in 1975 by uh, Rob Kuntz. Yeah, that was a really fun game. I enjoyed it. Um, The problem solving that we had to do to find the tools that we needed to defeat the big bad monster at the end. So then we went from there to Tim Cast game, which was neat to be a part of. And it was really a game that required um, creativity from all parts. Um, The players were able to put... A couple ideas down on a card, and Tim turned them into encounters for us. Yeah, it's it's a cool idea for a game where your players input the ideas for the encounters, and then the dungeon master takes their ideas, and uh, through 
the lens of the dungeon master's perception changes it to as an encounter and it was just one after the other boom 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 uh but really interesting to see how he um took the ideas of the people around the table and uh changed them based on his perceptions after the tim cask game we uh, were scheduled to play, actually, in a 5th edition game. Uh, Ronald Korn, who has been on the show before, was going to run 5e, and I wanted to be able to game with Ron. And uh, uh, unfortunately, his uh, flight was delayed, and he messaged me on Facebook and asked if I would run his game for him. Uh, I am by no means an expert on 5th edition. I have ran it before, but I uh, am always up for the challenge, so I... Uh, uh, sat down with the players that were going to be in his game, explained the situation, and I pulled up a one-page dungeon. I love one-page dungeons. I think the whole concept is fantastic. Uh, The one-page dungeon I pulled up was called the Quintessential Dungeon. But I wanted to change it up a little bit because in the program for GaryCon, they had a map of the convention center that was done up like an old dungeon map it was just begging to be used so as opposed to using the quintessential dungeon map i used the encounters but i placed them and added to them and modified them to fit on the convention layout that was shaped like a dungeon map which we have a picture of so we'll throw that down in in the comments or yeah, we can somewhere do that. on the internet. We'll put that in the show notes. That's that's the phrase. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> All right. So then the next day, this would be Friday. Um, we started the day off with a um, game with David Conkle. It was a little different than I'm used to playing. Yeah, it was a modified BX system. So he took BX as a as a core and he, he changed all the classes and he made it more of a low fantasy, a little bit more Conan the Barbarian. You weren't elves or dwarves or even clerics or wizards. Right, so um, I played an alchemist for the first time, which was, I loved, I loved playing. Um... I actually, I guess, for full disclosure, started off as a buccaneer, and David was so kind to let me switch to an alchemist as I was starting to hoard things. Uh, you know, I would see a vat of something, and I would ask, you know, does anybody have a bottle? And I would fill it with whatever was in the vat and keep it with me. Um, it was almost felt like a point-and-click adventure in my mind. Like, I kept seeing things and would collect them, and so he asked me if I, you know... He, said you know you're really kind of playing more towards the alchemist you want to do that and I said no no we've already started I don't want to he said no it's fine and uh so I said well let me look at it and I looked at it and the different things just that you could collect to make the different potions or poisons or whatever it may be became really interesting to me so that that was a lot of fun I really enjoyed playing that and that was the first time I've ever played that type of character I'd love to play that again sometime as well. The uh, module he run was called The Castle at Blackwood Moors. And um, it's actually based on a choose-your-own-adventure book that he wrote. Um, 
and the book is available now. Uh, he is uh, there is some game system information in the book, but he is working on turning it into a module as well. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to see that in the future. All right, and then we played a Castles and Crusades game with the Martins, Jennifer Martin and Mark Martin, and this was a really interesting dynamic. It was Castles and Crusades system. There was two tables going at the same time, and we were playing simultaneously, which I've never done before. So what our table, our group, the decisions we made and the information we found out directly affected the other group, and so it added a whole nother level besides one to you know, accomplish your task and defeat, you know, the the end monster kind of thing. Um, you also didn't want to screw things up for the other table. Mm-hmm. Like, it just added that whole other level. Like, if we messed something up, you you didn't want to mess them up too. But it was a, a ton of fun. The group we played with was a lot of fun as well. It was just so interesting. I, I would do that again in a heartbeat. Yeah, the Martins ran a really cool game. And it was cool because I guess the conceit of the whole experience of of running a uh, playing in a fantasy RPG is it's you feel like it's it's you versus whatever is in the mind of the dungeon master, um, and so the fact that it was kind of the environment was had this other variable to it made it feel I don't know more real more like anything could happen and you weren't really sure exactly what could or could not uh, uh, modify or throw off the rails or mess up the game yeah and i guess there's also the potential for the other group to not do their part and mess your side up as well (laughs) if you want to look at it that way but i was really more worried about us not finding something out sure uh, to help to help them um so then later after that uh, we did gaming to the max this weekend in, in case you guys can't tell uh, our friend Jesse led a game of Castles and Crusades, and he did a great job. Uh, he had a well-thought-out encounter for us, and uh, it was presented very well. It was a great game, and we had lots of great people to play with, which I think is like 90% of your gaming experience is the people you game with. You know, if they're, right. if they're fun and into it and into the game it makes the whole thing better which we had all weekend i haven't mentioned this before on the save or die at all uh, but i am on another wild games productions podcast and it's called the crusader and it's a fairly new wild games productions podcast about the castles and crusades role-playing game and uh, jesse is the uh, another host on that show and the impetus for that to be started because of that we uh, were able to sit down with uh, some of the guys from Troll Lord Games and play Castle of the Crusades with them, uh, which was a fantastic experience. They were all really good role players. They were they were the right, just the exact right type of gamer, in my opinion, where they take the narrative seriously, but not the game seriously. So then that was the end of day two, which is Friday. Day three gaming for us was Saturday. I went and played in a game with uh, a gentleman named Douglas, and he did a great job. Um, we Our encounter adventure was in a wizard tower, and we were exploring the wizard tower. Um, the neat thing about this game is it was a game for all ages, and there was three kids, um, a six-year-old, an eight-year-old, and a nine-year-old. Um, there was eight people at the table total, 
and all the adults were perfectly fine with the kids playing, understood that some things might have to be changed up for them to play with us. Um, they all did great. You could tell they'd game before. Uh, the six and eight-year-old stamina ran out after about two hours, which is still pretty impressive for kids of that age. The nine-year-old hung in there the whole time and really uh, helped the group out, and you could tell that he was into it, which always makes gaming fun uh, to get that next generation of gamers excited. Yeah, uh, Douglas Zilsdorf, uh, if I'm saying his last name correctly, and I apologize if I'm not. Uh, we've been uh, friends online for a while, and unfortunately I didn't get to meet him at the con, but uh, I'm, I'm glad he ran a good game. Uh, I wasn't there for the Castles and Crusades game because Saturday, starting at uh, 10 a.m., I started running uh, Holmes Basic Dungeons & Dragons in a jump-in-jump-out discos and dragons game, which is the game where I run 1970s D&D using only 1970s miniatures, materials, dice, etc. Um, and it went really well. Um, I had, over the course of 11 hours, 23 players, ages 3 to advanced. Um... And uh, it was just a very exciting time uh, to see so many people sit down and look at these old materials. And uh, I, 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 it's, it's kind of half game, half historic exhibit because I, I talk about the different items I'm placing out. I have Elastilin 40 millimeter toy soldiers that I use for statues. And I have uh, old uh, miniatures as far back as the uh, 1973 uh, minifigs, um, mythical earth line, and uh, uh, up to the, um, late 70s, Ral Partha and Grenadier figures. Um, so it's just cool to have that stuff on the table and actually be playing with it and uh, showing it to people who are interested in the history of the game. And you even had players from their very first game ever to advanced. Yes. Um, and I don't think it was the three-year-old's first game. <laughs> yeah, the the, per, the person whose uh, first game it was, uh, they were in the middle of that spectrum. But the, I, I'm glad they sat down and had a good time. And uh, I had a great time running it. I run the whole thing on an outdoor survival map populated with Monopoly houses. And you can go from town to dungeon to town and, and adventure in the world of Ahas, which is what I call the... Avalon Hills Outdoor Survival Maps World. So then, after our gaming excitement was all over, the wonderful daylight savings time adventure kicked in, and we got to drive back home with very little sleep due to daylight savings time and just trying to get back home at a decent hour. Um, Gary Collin was awesome. We'd love to go back sometime. Would encourage anyone to go that hasn't been. And we'll see you at the next con, which for us will be North Texas. Peace out. <laughs> I feel like I, I was trying to pontificate on what to say to end the... Think? You were the, trying to think about what to say? Yeah. Pontificate? <laughs> pontificate, yeah. You were trying to think. <laughs> pontificate. I was trying to pontificate. Maybe you should try thinking next time. <laughs> oh, that's not even the right. Express one's opinion in a way considered annoyingly pompous and dogmatic. Yep, you were trying to pontificate. <laughs> um, Would you go back to Gary Khan? Yeah, absolutely. 
I would I would prefer to teleport there. I have to find a level nine mage. I would prefer for it to not be daylight savings time and not to be like eighteen degrees at times. That didn't bother me. Would you go back to Gary Khan? Yes, I already said I would go back to Gary Khan. Oh, I wasn't listening. I was too busy pontificating. <laughs> yeah, you should pontificate less. Uh, what was I thinking of? It was uh, clearly not pontificate. What's the right word for when you're Think. thinking of <laughs> Oh, goodness. Think is the right uh, word. I'm know. not well, woman. <laughs> Obviously. Okay, hold on. There was something I wanted to say. Are you ready? Have you pontificated enough? <laughs> I'm, so, I'm fully pontificated. It was also really awesome to get to meet listeners. Absolutely. Uh, anybody who uh, came up to us and talked to us about the show, we really do appreciate all of your kind words. And uh, uh, I really do appreciate your continued listening to Save or Die with the uh, host changes that have happened. And uh, please uh, check back with us in episode 151. And uh, I'm really tired. I'm really tired, not just from the con, but from the con crud, and also daylight savings time. I uh, think what we've learned here is that Courtney has more constitution than Carl, because I didn't get con crud. I have the immune system of a homeschooled child, <laughs> because I was a homeschooled child. If I went to public school, I could have made it fine. Whatever. <laughs> It's your public school background bonus. <laughs> the immunity of a weakling. How do we want to end it? Peace out, Cub Scout. <laughs> That's going to be our new sign-off. <laughs> I have a friend that says that all the time. What if it was peace out, Elf Scout? <laughs> Thief Scout? I said Elf Scout. I know, but like, who would Scout? Ranger Scout? Ranger Scout. So, yes, thank you so much for listening to Save or Die, uh, and uh, we'll see you again on episode 151. Bye. Oh, yeah, I thought you were going to say peace out, Cub Scout. Oh, peace out, Cub Scout. (laughs) Bye-bye. The Save or Die podcast is a production of Wild Games Production, and it's produced for entertainment purposes only. The music used in the intro and outro is by Tripod and used with permission. Be sure to visit the Save or Die crew at saverdie.info for more information. If you'd like to support this podcast, please go to patreon.com slash WGP.